Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Get it. The Bird Show. We're changing the format here a little bit today. Okay, so Mo does this thing every couple of weeks where if you guys have something going on in your life or you want to share something in a rap song, Mo will put one together for you and perform it on The Bird Show. We've done this now for weeks and weeks and weeks. Today we're flipping the script a little bit, though. Yes. I think it would be better for me to actually um, rap the song to you guys and then get the story as to how I came up with this rap after, because uh, we got a, I got an email from a listener, Brandy, and she was detailing how she was coming out of online dating and trying to give this guy a chance, and then she gave me a lot of the details of what happened on this date, and they were, they were just so bizarre that I was, I was immediately interested in trying to turn <laughs> this into a rap for her, which I did, but I think the story and hearing of the details of what actually happened will be much better than the rap because I couldn't even make it as good as she made it in the details. Okay, well, so you want to do the rap first and then we will talk to her? And then we will find out exactly what happened and get the story from what really went down. So you, uh, I didn't know you were going to say a real name, Mo, so we were going to call her Brenda. Oh, you ain't telling me that. Too late for that. Okay. Uh-oh. That's a well-produced show right there. She, she's okay. She's fine. She's cool. She's getting a rap song either way. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, so you're going to do the song, then we get her on. Right. Got it. What are you doing whenever, now, bro? Whenever you're ready. I'm trying to do this online dating thing. Figured I'd give you a chance. He wanted an adult nursing relationship in his 50s. <laughs> what even is that? Let's talk about it. Dating online has become something I hate Searching for my one, thinking that it's too late Tired of all these men, you should see them in my state I want love, but I figure it's best to wait Then I met you, and I figured that we could date But then you got weird before I got to a plate I just want a good man with morals, maybe a Christian You had to look, everything else was missing Didn't see it at first, I'm thinking what is it But after four days, I figured that I would visit Jumped in the lift and must admit I was miffed When you showed up with a smile and a bunch of gifts Had some jewelry and a card Almost got the best of me until you said the earrings made you think about me sexually I knew it What? Bro, you blew it Got me regretting all this prepping to pursue it Knew the end was near and I wanted to rush it He said his thumb was like his peen, wanted me to touch it Bizarre, what's happened to my fate? A list of 78 things that you want in a mate? 
what a mistake. All these sensitive tips with everything from self-pleasure to his sensitive nips. <laughs> I was pissed. I mean, what a jerk. Just another grown man with no idea how to flirt. And for some reason, still thought he could make it work after he made it worse by saying he has the hurt. <laughs> Burp. I threw up in my mouth like the birds in the winter. I guess we just flying south. Another failure. This one I gotta own, but at least I caught it quick and never let you in my home. There won't be another date, not even talking on the phone. Cause you convinced me I'm much better off alone. Weirdo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the way you guys handle this. Now we, got, now we need details. Hey, Brenda, good morning. Hey, how are you guys? I'm so much better now. Did he do this bizarre date justice? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. I thought to myself, hey, I'm going to be on eHarmony. Won't that be amazing? <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll meet some nice Christian men, you know. Uh, you want them to have a sexual life, but not quite like that. <laughs> all right. So let's yeah. take these one at a time. All here. the infractions. Okay, all the infractions. You can take it from here, Brenda. It's too much, right? So we meet up and a uh, thousand gifts, flashlights, whatever that means. Flashlights? Uh, that was one of the gifts. Dude shows up with flashlights? Huh. Yeah, flashlights. But then he goes, oh, you're opening those. And it's like a little box. It was earrings. And I was like, yeah, I'm opening these. And he's like, that's uh Basically makes me think of you. <laughs> makes me sexually aroused. I was like, no way. Am I going to put these in my ears and then you're going to be, you know, I don't know. So he's got like an earring yeah. kink or something? Maybe he has an earring kink. I'm no, he's got an earlobe kink. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Earlobe. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so we continue on, you know, and then we get into why he had said on his list of, 78 things. This was at the very end of the day. Mine. 78 things on this list of what he wants in the mate. 78 things. Legit. Uh, 78. Like, you're not exaggerating. No, no. I mean, I have the list. I've sent it to multiple friends because we're like, oh, my gosh. Who sends this? Uh, anyway, but, I mean, it's all like voluptuous. Okay, fine. I'm a little large. Um, sensitive nips. We've what? got a yes. Who says that to somebody on the first date? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> erotic, uh, all of this stuff. Anyway, and so I just about passed out. And I thought, okay, this is not going to work, obviously, you know. And then he says, I need to talk to you about a little medical issue. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what could get worse? Yeah. And that's when he says he has the herb. Wow. Okay. Yep. Damn. That was the icing on the cake. I'm I, of all the shocking things. I'm so interested in seeing the list of seventy-eight. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Me three. I mean, if I'm oh, yeah, I would love to share. Please, will you please send it to us today so we can <laughs> so we can we can read this thing on the show tomorrow. And this was it would just give you give you a a laugh. I'm sure. And oh, so, and the the hand holding. Imagine handing, holding hands with a man that you don't realize is uh, getting off on you touching his thumb. Um, yeah, I didn't make that yeah. part up either. That, oh, that yeah, I forgot real. about the thumb thing. Yeah. Damn. Okay, last thing. I know you've got to end this, you know, deal, but <laughs> the adult nurser, like, <gasps> I'm sorry. 
What, what, do you, what is that? Adult That's nurser. He likes breasts. to suckle on tatas. <gasps> oh. He's an adult nurser. Oh. Like baby's nurse. <laughs> okay. He's an adult it. nurser. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. that is. Well, you know, it's a good thing you got all that out in the very beginning. So, you know, you didn't waste hey, a lot of time. Just a dinner. You know, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Before <laughs> <laughs> you get to the prince. <laughs> hey, Brenda, will you send that list of 78? We got to have fun with that tomorrow. Will do. Okay. Uh, Thank I appreciate you. you sharing. Thank you. Good wow. job, Mo. Wow. Thank you. Wow. wow. She made it easy. <laughs> get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Britney Spears' highly anticipated memoir, The Woman and Me, comes out tomorrow, but so does another celebs. So John Stamos, of all people, oh, wow. is stepping up to the plate and saying, uh, Britney, I know you have years of pop star trauma, but I'm going to bring the hot goss from my life. So his also gets released tomorrow. And there's a story from it that's leaked about the time he caught his girlfriend in bed with another man. So back in the 80s, I guess he dated this model slash actress, Terry Copley. And one time while he was out on the road, he kind of noticed that she was sort of ghosting him. So when he got back from traveling or whatever, he goes straight to her house. And so when he gets there, he sees in the driveway, there's this vintage Porsche with a hairbrush, keys, and boxing gloves, like in the front seat. And there was also a poster. <laughs> that's a, that's a bad, you know me with somebody who could fight? Yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's just mean, right? But there was also a poster of his then-girlfriend, Terry, naked in it. And it had a little bit of her bootay showing, and he'd actually never seen this poster. So he couldn't get into her house. All the lights were off. So he goes to the back of it where there was this guest house, and the door was slightly open, so he does a little peekaboo inside, and all he sees on the bed are four feet protruding from the end of the blanket. So he's like, I can't really tell, obviously, who this guy is because, you know, they're doing their thing under the blanket. And he can fight. And he can fight. <laughs> so I don't really think he even wanted to know who this person was. And so then he bounces, but I guess he somehow gets into the Porsche and grabs the poster where his girlfriend had signed it and addressed it to some guy named Tony. So he gets into the car, and this is so random. I don't know how he put two and two together when Elton John comes on the radio, but Tiny Dancer comes on the radio, and all of a sudden, he starts singing it, and he goes, oh my gosh, I think my girlfriend is dating on, dating or cheating with me with Tony Danza, because everyone has, you know, mis, mispronounced the Tiny Dancer and said Tony Danza instead, and I guess that's how we put two and two together. So was it really Tony Danza? Yeah, that's what, that's what he's saying. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's wow. what he's saying in the memoir. That's, that's what's coming out in his new memoir, If You Would Have Told Me, which, again, released tomorrow to compete with Britney's. I mean, that's real sweet and all, Uncle Jesse, <laughs> but you should have pushed the date on your release. Like, nobody's going to be talking about his no, book. Everybody's sure, going to be right? talking. It's like how smart the movies, like the other movies that were supposed to come out on October 13th and decided not to because Taylor was releasing yep. her era's concert film yep. and they pushed their release. That was the smart thing to do. And that's what Uncle Jesse should have done here. Uh, agreed. Well, I wonder if people are going to get into the, the swing of reading a lot of celeb memoirs because of Britney's and maybe they thought, oh, if I'm on Amazon just buying Britney's memoir, like why not add Uncle Jesse's into the mix? Yet another man <laughs> trying to ride her coattails. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Britney's, she's really dialed up posting those scandalous photos ever since getting out of her conservatorship. And a lot of people have been like, oh, this is interesting. A little bit of a change in behavior. And some more leaks from her memoir have come out and she's speaking up as to why that is. So she says it all has to do with how many times she's taken photos or posed for others' approval. 
She takes. She said that she takes photos of herself nude or in nude dresses as an act of freedom. She mm-hmm. says that people would understand, obviously, if you had to do so many photo shoots for, you know, magazines and, and things that maybe you didn't want to do or plan to do, it feels sort of like, you know, I'm kind of taking back control of the photos that I'm going to take and post the things that I want to photograph. So you'll be able to hear more stories like that again in her memoir that comes out, The Woman and Me, tomorrow, which might be number two compared to Uncle Jesse's that comes out <laughs> for getting yeah, right. more hot girlfriend gossip. Look, all this makes so total sense with her. I mean, she really has been controlled for her entire life. So even as an adult, how old is she now? 40-something? Yeah, I think like 42, maybe. I mean, she's still going through this rebellious period in her 40s, but it makes sense. Yeah, it feels a little bit like a rebellious teenager who's finally been given, Mm -hmm. getting off the leash a little bit. So, yeah, go go Brittany. And you've pre-ordered it, Cassie? I audiobook. I'm gonna do that tomorrow so I can listen to it in the car. Gotcha. Ooh. Absolutely. Did she auto tune her voice on the audiobook? Yeah, well it's Michelle Williams. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, All right. Who's reading yeah, it? That's a lot of work. She think... couldn't read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she can read. She just doesn't want to read a whole book of her trauma. <laughs> okay, we can all breathe a sigh of relief because Kanye West is not running for president. Oh. So in November of twenty twenty it would have been so close. <laughs> so close. So he announced in November of twenty twenty two that he was going to run for president, but now his attorney is speaking out because he told the Rolling Stone magazine he is not a candidate for office in 2024 and there is no campaign structure, obviously, or anything along those lines. He was also supposed to have a concert in Italy next weekend, which also looks like it's not happening. So he was set to premiere a new joint album with Ty Dolla Sign and the stage that was constructed for this event um, has apparently been dismantled. So it's not been a good year for, for a boy yet. She's doing her own take on a fairly controversial song. I'll tell you what edgy track sweet little Dolly Parton is doing on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Abby, I'm reading this morning that you, people your age, uh, aren't having nearly as much fun anymore, um, Gen Zers in general, not because you don't want to. But because most can't afford it anymore. Yeah, the outside is expensive. Like, I leave, <laughs> I leave my house and $100 is immediately drafted from my savings account. I don't know how it happens. So 20%, one in five Gen Zers say everything, all the fun things have surged in price since the pandemic and they can't afford things anymore. So, like, anything. You talk about going to concerts, movies, theme parks, any kind of theater, live comedy, sporting events, carnivals, fairs, everything's so expensive now that they can't go out. So they're cutting back on dining also, um, or what they're doing is they're putting a whole bunch of money on their credit card, knowing that, look, we're just going to push this uh, down the road because they just can't afford to go out anymore. Going into debt for fun does not sound like a fun time to me. But I mean, yeah, I think it makes total sense. I mean, anytime I get invited out, I'll be honest, it's not that I don't want to go out. Sometimes I just think like, oh my gosh, I know I'm going to be be spending like a hundred bucks on this one night out. Is it worth it or should I stay inside instead? And I realize that everything is expensive and usually when I stay in, I find another way to spend a hundred dollars. So that'd be fun. Wasn't it just a couple of months ago that um, we heard from uh, the owners of bars saying that People your age just aren't spending as much money. I mean, they're going into the bar, but they're not spending as much money on drinks. So either they're taking edibles or smoking before they get in, but they can't afford drinks anymore. I think people are just sneakier at bringing in their own liquor. You know, we got girls are wearing boots again. So let's just say they're not just for fashion. They are also functional. All right, let's get an update on texting tutor from Friday. 
Yeah, so um, one of our Berkshire listeners hit us up, needed help texting her cousin to get back the china that she had given her. So this was her grandmother's fine china. Her grandmother gifted it to her at the time. She was in an apartment, didn't have space, um, just wasn't in a wasn't in a position to utilize it. So her cousin, who is married and has a house, she decided to gift it to her. Asked her if she wanted it, she accepted. Well, now fast forward, she's engaged, um, she's getting married, she has a place now and she wants the china back. Um, So instead of just asking for the china back, we concocted a plan of, hey, you're planning a dinner party for your fiance's boss and some um, high-end colleagues so we can ask to borrow it and then we just won't give it back. But then come to find out, she had not only given it away, but sold it to a rando on Facebook Market. And so Cousin was supposed to share the Facebook marketer's information, and she was supposed to reach out to see if she could acquire the China bag. So Cassie has the email update. Thanks so much for the help attempting to get my grandmother's China bag. I'm still blown away by the audacity of my cousin to sell something that belonged to my grandmother. I told my mother, (laughs) and she was furious. My mom spoke to her sister, my cousin's mom, and she was equally furious with her own daughter. I got a text from my cousin later that day accusing me of starting drama. She said that she did nothing wrong. She claimed that I, quote, pawned it all off on her and that it was nothing more than clutter. She said if it was so important to everyone, why didn't anyone else in the family just take it and why did I give it to her? She's just unbelievable. She actually has a point. (laughs) Well, she didn't offer it to anybody else. I did message the lady who purchased the china from my cousin, and she's refusing to sell it back to me mm-hmm. unless I pay her three times what my cousin sold it for. Yes. What? Hey, it's she's America. She's a businesswoman. Yes. <laughs> she said that the dishes complete a set she already has, and she says it was difficult to find, and therefore she isn't willing to sell unless it's financially beneficial. Mm-hmm. She didn't seem to care that it was sentimental. It had sentimental value to me, and unfortunately, I can't afford what she's asking. So, looks like I'm not getting it back. Thanks for trying to help. Well, certainly not the Christian thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you can make a book. Yeah, but business is business. Turn a profit, baby, on some fine china. Yeah, as soon as she gave that china up, like, that was it. I mean, she gave up possession and gave up any kind of saying what happened to it. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's not much you can do at this point. I'm just mad that the cousin wouldn't take any type of accountability for her part in it, but what can you do about that? Yeah, that's not something I could get over. Like, anytime I see them at a family function Mm -hmm. now, I'll be honest, I'm holding a grudge. If there's one thing Abby is going to do, it is going to be spiteful about everything. And if I saw her at, at like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, I'm not sure that I could talk to her and have a good time. Yeah, there's nothing she can do at this point. Like I said, that, that those things were gone. As soon as you gave them away to the cousin, you that's it. You got no saying where it goes after that. Well, if everybody is upset that the China got sold, then she can get with her mom and she can get with her aunt and maybe the three of them could pull money together in order to purchase the China that's back. That's a good idea. Perhaps. Would y'all give the China back if you had it, if you were that person? Would you give it back for what you paid for it? Or would you actually try to make a profit as well? I don't think I'd... Uh... Gosh. I couldn't see myself doing it. I would, I would feel bad. I guess it depends on where I was financially. I mean, but if you're sitting here thinking, be like, like if you're explaining the situation to this rando, this stranger who just purchased an item off Facebook Marketplace because they wanted to complete the set they had. And you've been searching for this for a very long time and you're very excited about this, right? And I have this, you know, her calling me saying, yes, I gave it to my cousin and she sold it. 
I'd be like, well, if you didn't, if you wanted to keep it, why did you give it to your cousin? Mm -hmm. Like if it had that much sentimental value to you, then why did you give it away to begin with? That's what I would start thinking in my head, not knowing this family Mm -hmm. or their history. So I might try to make a buck depending on what my current situation is. Like if you're well off, then yeah, maybe you can go ahead and give it for what you paid. But if you're, you know, scraping by, then... Maybe you're going to try to turn a profit. Anybody that in here like anybody in here that likes money, raise your hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at all of them. Up. We're all taking money. a buck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Settles that. We're all doing that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? If I ever find myself with more time, I end up getting so stuck on what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing that I end up wasting the entire hour. So what if you could use that hour to actually improve yourself and improve your life so that the next time you have a free hour, you actually know what's a priority for you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Whether you need to talk through the guilt of taking time for yourself or learning how to set boundaries with people in your life who take and take, therapy can give you the tools to lead a richer life where you're, well, in control and happier. Therapy isn't just for major trauma. It's for the everyday problems that can be tough to navigate, too. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. There's no shame in finding someone to vent to about the issues going on in your life. Plus, BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Get it? The Bird Show. All right, I handled something really regrettable over the weekend. <sighs> I'm so embarrassed to even say it, but I got to get word to this kid. Um, gosh, you guys, all right, I am not making excuses. I just want to give a little bit of insight of where my head is at these days, okay? Um, I am really not myself right now. <laughs> I'm a little bit madder and a little bit sadder than I usually am. So I've been handling things from time to time, not like normal Bert does. Would you say you have a short fuse? I would say I have a short fuse right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just not handling things real well. And at some point or another, I'll give you guys the insight on why, but the timing's not right for that right now. Either way, I'm walking around a little bit on the tense side, and I'm forcing down a lot of emotion, so I'm not myself. That's not an excuse. I shouldn't have handled this the way I did. 
Sure, I'm really embarrassed. Sure sounds like an excuse. Dude, I am really, really embarrassed. No, I'm serious. So um, the second thing before I get into it also is, you know what I hate? I hate the parents of uh, of kids that are playing sports that either yell at refs or yell at kids. I have seen a hundred different soccer games in my life and baseball games with my own kids, and I'm always the one that is silent. Always, and I'm always judging those parents. Well, it's one thing to cheer for your kid. It's another thing to cheer against another kid or to, you know, cause a bunch of friction with the with the refs or the umpires. Right. <laughs> so I'm at Hollis's game, his soccer game, on Saturday. And... First of all, the refs sucked, <laughs> but normally I don't say anything, but I might have yelled at the ref a couple of different times. Okay. Okay. They're not getting paid a lot of money to do that. I, that's not even my apology, but I am sorry to whoever you are. Um, can we get an example? Can we get, can we get a quick dramatic reenactment of what you might've yelled at one of the refs? Oh, I think it was just like, come on again. <laughs> Seriously. Are you not watching what's happening? <laughs> All right. And I am never that guy. I just, and every time I did it, I beat myself up, but then I would do it again. Look, Hollis was getting beat up so badly in this soccer game on Saturday. And I know it's part of the game. And those that don't know soccer, it is more physical than you can possibly no, man. I mean, people are throwing shoulders into each other and elbows. It is just part of the game. But on this particular day, again, I am not myself. So I'm watching my kid get pummeled a couple of different times. And you're like, where's the red card? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking, actually, right? But it wasn't just one kid. And to be totally honest with you, Hollis has learned the art of flopping. So- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that in yes. So he goes down a little bit more than your average soccer player. Um, either way. So he's fighting with one kid over a ball. And this kid obviously tackles Hollis in an inappropriate way. And the kid gets a yellow card. And Hollis is still on the ground. But he gets up. And that's when I start yelling at the ref. Like, now I'm getting pissed. Now I'm really pissed because now it's my kid. <laughs> happens again a second time, right? And the kid on the other team, I think, gets a yellow card. And then Hollis got nasty, and he got himself a yellow card. And then it happened again. Some kid, like, either elbowed or he didn't do anything inappropriate. That's not done on a soccer field. So either way, Hollis goes down, and this kid gets a yellow card also. He's 16 years old, max, okay? So in soccer... When they're this young, when they get a yellow card, they have to come off the field for a couple of minutes. Okay. So on this field, when the kid got the yellow, he has to walk by all of the parents in order to get to his side of the bench. So this kid that just fouled my kid comes off the field and is walking in front of the parents. And I say to him as he's walking by me, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Are you going to play soccer today, or are you just going to be a punk all day? Uh-oh. To a 16-year-old kid. Oh, no, no, no. You called him a punk? The hell. Okay, boomer. <laughs> the hell. He looked back at me. like He didn't know where it came from, but he looked back at me, and we made eye contact, and he looked at me just with the most deservingly pathetic eyes. <laughs> like, Really? It was just like, really? And he said something, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know what he said, but I shoot him away. And he goes to the other side. 
<laughs> and there I am standing with my pride in my hand going, oh, my God, I just, like, yelled at a 16-year-old kid, feeling really bad about it. So I had a decision to make at the end of the match, and I am wrestling with myself. I can do one of two things uh-huh. at the end of the match. Is walk across the field and apologize to the kid. Which you should do. Which, yes. And the second thing is, maybe I should just leave early so I'm not confronted. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not confronted by his parents or the coach. Uh Uh-huh. So I left. (laughs) Did you scream, do you feel lucky, Pop? Out the window at him while you peeled out? So so I left early um, because I didn't want to get chewed out in front of my kid who's probably going to be walking off the field at the same time. So this is what I would like you guys to do. His number is number 15. He plays for Concord North. If you are a parent of anybody that plays on that team and knows this kid, will you tell him I am a D-bag, that I was totally inappropriate, I lost it, tell him that sometimes parents get emotional and they say things they don't mean also. I was really an idiot, and I feel really, really bad about it. I think that's commendable for you to come on air and take accountability and issue a public apology to the 16-year-old you berated as he walked <laughs> off the field Whoa. to go back to his team. Sorry. That, that, Listen, that adult, that parent. The 16-year-old you berated and then ran away from. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Yep. Get it. The Bird Show. I saw them this weekend. A lot of um, couples costumes. <laughs> already? Weekend. Yeah, already. Um, I won't say what part of the town I was in, but yeah, there are people rocking the co- the costumes, the couple costumes, which are cool if it's okayed by your man, but I'm always a little bit nervous that you're emasculating the dude um, because they're, they are aiming to please and you're putting them in costumes that are just not cool for dudes. What's worse, making your man do a couple's costume or putting your pet in a costume? Oh, your man. Your man. No, sure. putting your pet yeah. in a costume. Have you ever tried to put a costume on a cat? They hate it. <laughs> They're miserable. Yeah, I've, and I've always had this theory about that. When you put your costume on a, a dog, it might not be next week. It might not be the month after, but that dog is looking for the perfect time to bite your throat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go for the jugular. Go I on. did a whole thing one time at a radio station called Petoween where people dressed up their pets in costumes and the news came out and did it and my dog Duke was in the news. You know the little corner shot beside the news anchor that they put up the picture? Yeah. It was my dog in an afro. <laughs> In that picture. <laughs> they were disco dogs, but Gotcha. <laughs> Got it. All right. So, Abby, um, we took this uh, email on Friday that was saying, look, is it too early for us to do a couple? Because they'd only been dating for two weeks, and she was going to make this suggestion. Yeah, they've only been dating for two weeks, but she's ready to do the couple costume. All her friends are booed up and doing joint costumes with their guys or their girls, and she doesn't want to be left out. But you got to tread light, lightly with this kind of stuff because it definitely makes a statement if you're going to show up to a party in a joint costume, especially if you've only been seeing him a couple of weeks. So we all agreed that you should approach this conversation with caution because it's kind of like having the define the relationship talk. You know, if you're showing up wearing a Barbie and Ken outfit, makes a little bit of a statement. So I said, instead of wearing matching costumes, you should come to him and say, hey, you know that party that we're going to, should we coordinate? Because I feel like that's a little bit more covert in terms of trying to just, you know, get get the the couple's costume, but not be so upfront about it. So now we're going to find out if he was down to clown together or mm. if it scared him off. You referred to it as a joint costume, which actually would be very funny. 
One sativa, <laughs> the other one is indica. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Oh, yeah, That's Laura, not emasculating. One Snoop Dogg, one is a blunt. <laughs> Together, you're a hybrid. <laughs> Very good. Ah. Bo's got a, uh, the email update. I took your advice and decided to approach him with the word coordinate, rather than asking if he wants to go as a couple's costume. Well, thought it was a clever way to broke the subject, <laughs> but it turns out the issue wasn't about coordinating or being a couple, it was the, quote, costume part that got him. He immediately shut the idea down, saying he has no intention of wearing a costume. What? He mentioned that he agreed to go to the party, but he's just not a costume mm. person. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I tried explaining that to everyone, including me. Oh, I've tried to explain that everyone, including me, will be in costume. But he didn't seem to care. He even offered not to go if it made me uncomfortable, but I told him I still wanted him to come. Here's where I'm at now. I'm feeling a bit annoyed and second-guessing even dating him. <laughs> I absolutely love a good party, especially when there's a theme involved. Being an anti-costume just seems like he's going to be a buzzkill for everything that involves a little fun and creativity. I mean, I want someone who can share in the excitement of these events with me. It's not just about Halloween. It's about embracing different experiences and enjoying life together. Should I be concerned about this? Or am I overreacting? I'm really torn on what to do next. I think she's spot on. I disagree. I married a man who is not a costume person. And I. And he is a buzzkill. <laughs> he dresses up as a buzzkill every day. Oh, he's a buzzkill. Um, he, he's evolved over the years and he, like, begrudgingly will do it now. But when we first started dating, um, I remember we were going to a Halloween party our friend was throwing. And she's like, and I'm not a huge Halloween person, but I will still, you know, do costume and, and dress up in costume. And she is like, about it, about it. Like, it, the Holly, uh, Halloween is her jam. So in order to appease my boyfriend at the time, every time I traveled, I got him a T-shirt. Like when I was traveling on business, I got him a T-shirt with profanity on it. Like that was our thing. I would find a T-shirt that had profanity on it. And I was at the Wu-Tang concert and there was a shirt that said, F you pay me. And I'm like, brilliant. And I got it for him. So for Halloween, I had him wear that T-shirt with the profanity on it. And I dressed up as the Orbit girl. And I was like, dirty mouth? And it totally worked. So I don't think, like, you should cut, like, if he's not a, there's nothing wrong with not being a costume person. If he does go to this party and he's not in costume, it's going to make it awkward for everybody. And he is going to be the buzzkill. And I think he's going to feel more awkward than he intends. Because you don't want to be the only person at a Halloween party not wearing a costume, even if you think you're not a costume person, because you're going to make it uncomfortable for everybody else because you're being the buzzkill. So I would just go without him or come up with something very, very, very simple like that. Abby, does this make more of a statement than just a costume? This is such a red flag. I agree. This is such a red flag. I was dating a guy a couple years ago where our first meeting was going to be an ugly Christmas sweater party. And I'm telling you, when a guy likes you enough, he will put on yes. the raggediest thing to make you happy. He showed up wearing an ugly cat sweater, which was the key to my heart. We don't need to talk about how it ended. But <laughs> in terms of like our first meeting, it was great. So the fact that he is not willing to make himself a little bit uncomfortable shows me just how much he's into you, which, hate to break it to you, he's either just a terrible person and doesn't en <laughs> enjoy joy and happiness and being part of a group, or he's just not that, in that into you, girl. 
But your definition of happy is different than his definition of happy. That, that, it's such a red flag. Like it's it's like people who don't like to wear suits or wear dresses at weddings. When you go to a wedding, you dress up and you be a part of the group because that's what's socially acceptable. At a costume party, you wear a costume because that's what the group is doing. To me, this guy just enjoys being an outcast. If if he, this early on, he's not willing to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Just trying to step up for all the Barts out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much as I hate to say it. I actually think it's a red flag, too. Really? I do. And only because, not necessarily that he's not a costume person, because I'm not a costume person. That was never my thing. I'm not even really a Halloween person. I told you I've never even been trick-or-treating. It's just never really been a part of my life. Oh, we're changing that this year, by the way, but go on. I figured. (laughs) So, but for the right woman, nah, I gotta bring that Ken Ken outfit over here. (laughs) Let's do what we gotta do. I just feel like any man, I mean, a lot of men are this way. That's, that may not be a thing, but like like Abby said, the right woman, mm-hmm. you're going to put on that costume, no problem. Now, they have only been going out with each other for two weeks. However, I think we're, what I'm talking about is a personality type. If she's just like, oh, just wants to take a bite out of life all the time, and she's with a dude that's just conservative and is worried about what people are thinking of him, it just doesn't sound like a good match to me. Well, for my husband, he doesn't care what he, like, you know, Bart doesn't care what people think. He's just, he is who he is. And either you accept that or you don't. And he's not a costume dude. Yeah, his costume is no Fs. Yeah. (laughs) And he wears it every day. This year he's riding an inflatable dinosaur, though. See? It just takes 17 years to change a man, people. But I'm here to let you know it can't be done. She's only two weeks in. Just be patient. Yeah, girl, 17 years. You got this. The Burt Show. This is it. The last week to get your hands on a Mercedes-Benz for $100. It's the first time you hear us talking about that. You're like, that is not possible. Yep. We do it every year because RBM of Alpharetta gives us a brand new Mercedes to hook you guys up with. So we do a raffle each and every year, and it's coming to an end. Quick. Yep, we have uh, less than 400 tickets left of the 2,500. So those are incredible odds, one in a 2,500 chance in driving away with a brand new 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. Those raffle tickets, only 100 bucks a piece, and it's a, it's a tax write-off. It's a donation. Yeah, you don't care about that, though. All yeah. you want is the money and uh, or the car, I should say, um, and to help kids out. So all the info, get it this week, the 24th. It is over at thebirdshow.com. 25th, or Bert, it's over. 25th. Uh, thebirdshow.com or birdsbigadventure.org. All right, Cass, mom, Phil, what happened? Man, I... I- I tried. I really did. Um, I think all parents look back when they've done something and they're like, I could have done that a little differently. That didn't end in, you know, trauma for my child that she's going to talk about with a therapist when she gets older. But hey, what can you do? We are all doing it for the first time. I, um, I went back to Louisiana to go to my high school reunion and my parents and my sister were going to watch uh, Hazel, my daughter, who is almost four, and my son, Max, who is 20 months old, while my husband and I went to my high school reunion, which is like the next town over. It's like a 30 minute drive. And this is our first time. I mean, we've left them with family before, but it's always been for like, I had surgery or we, I had my son, Max. You know, we've only left them with family for when we've had to. So I'm nervous, but I'm like, they're going to be in bed, going to bed. It'll be fine. They should all, if everything goes to plan, be sleeping. They'll never even know we're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had planned to do is just put them to bed and not tell them. But then I was like, if my daughter wakes up and she's, you know, she's <laughs> she's four, she wakes up and we're not there. Like, that could be pretty scarring not to have mom and dad around at all. 
So I'm like, I'm going to explain to her that Gigi and Papa and Tante Lissa, which is what we call my sister, will be watching them while they sleep while mom and dad are going out for a little bit. And so I'm explaining babysitting to her and her, she starts tearing up. And I'm like, what, what's wrong, baby? Mom and dad will be gone, but we'll be back. And I guess the way I explained it, as I said, you know, I, I can't remember the exact words, but something like, hey, you know, when you go to sleep, we're going to be leaving for a little bit. Gigi and Papa mm-hmm. and Tondi Liss are all going to be here watching you. You know, we'll see you later. And um, she took it to mean that I was abandoning her forever. Oh. She's like, so I'm never going to see you again. And I was like, no. Was she excited? Or no. Tearing up, like starting to shake. And I'm like, no, baby, we'll be back. Like. <laughs> We'll see you in the morning. And she's like, when am I going to see you? And she wouldn't register at that point after I had dropped the first, like, this is what babysitting is, bomb, that we would be back. We were gone at like hour and a half, two hours max. But for her, it was a lifetime. And so we get back after she had fallen asleep. My son wouldn't go to sleep at all without us. Hazel did. And we get back and she's sleeping and all of a sudden she wakes up screaming and crying. So I rush into the room. I'm like, what's wrong? She goes, Oh, you're here. I thought you left me forever. And I was like, oh my God, I traumatized my child. I don't know how I'm supposed to explain babysitting, but I. You don't. Yeah, I wanted wanted to give her the information. So if she did wake up and we weren't there, she knew we were coming back. And instead, I convinced her that we were abandoning her for the rest of her life forever and that we were never coming back. And the next day, that's all she talked about the next day. I thought you weren't coming back. Where were Gigi and Papa? I'm like, they were here the whole time. Like, Tante Lisa was in and out the room with you. What? You weren't here. You weren't here. You were gone forever. I was like, dude, we were gone for like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. We came home and, like, I saw you immediately as soon as you woke up. And at that point, I'm like, I just give up. Let me tell you. So the difference between you and me, next time, we've uh, had babysitters multiple times. Hannah will come over to the house or Katie will come over to the house. Um... We'll, we will have them distract Jimmy and then Bart and I slink off out the back door and cut through the backyard and go outside. <laughs> do you really? Yes, we do. Because if he sees us leave, he's going to get upset and uh, he's going to want us to stay. So instead, mm-hmm. uh, you know, granted, he's, he's, he's like, you know, she's, Hazel's twice his age. She's she's four. He's only two. Um, so she has a little more understanding of stuff. And I understand you wanting to explain in case she woke up. But man, I, I, I always default to just don't explain it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned a very valuable lesson. And it's <laughs> don't try so hard. Don't try so hard. Because with kids, you're going to mess them up no matter what you do. That's I mean, the truth. I put so much thought and effort into explaining everything and how I strategically do stuff. And it just keeps going wrong. And I'm like, what? Just don't try. Just make sure they're alive and happy and we're good. When Hayden was acting and he was younger, I went to everything and I missed one on a Friday night and that's the one he remembered, man. I'm like, I've been to 50, bro. I missed one. And the one that I missed is the one that he always brought up. Probably brought it up nonstop too, every single time. That's what Hazel does anytime, like over and over again. She won't let it go. Which reminds, if you're looking for an easy way to sneak out of the house, if you have a young child who's a toddler, and you have a babysitter and you know they're going to freak out if you leave. Um, if you have a large cardboard box, just hear me out, okay? What? No, 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 no. Are you Taylor Swift this? No, no, no. If you have a large cardboard box, um, you cut out like a little hole like where there's a door and you, that they, they can go in and out of and then you put a bunch of stickers in there and they just put stickers on the inside of the box and they're completely distracted and you can sneak out and that's what Bart and I did multiple times. <laughs> so they go into the cardboard box and come out into a different reality where their parents 
things don't exist anymore. <laughs> yes. when you, right, when you put that in that, uh, when in their mindset yeah. like that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And he did. He came out. He's like, where'd they go? <laughs> Get it. The Bird Show. All right, there are haunted houses then where things go wrong, or there are haunted houses where things really go wrong. All right, what I have done for you all is I have pulled the scariest haunted houses around the country, okay. and you have to decide which one you're going to step foot into. Are you ready? Ready. Let's do all it. All right. First haunted house, the victim experience in Las Vegas. It's geared towards masochist. The victim experience promises bodily harm at the very least. This experience ensures that each participant feels like they are a victim and will genuinely think that they are about to die. Consisting of electric shocks, ice cold water donkey, dunking, and shredded clothes, this extreme event also requires a safe word, which is used 70% of the time. Damn, wow. Expect to be bound, only left to crawl, and even what? dragged by tormentors. No. Only eight visitors allowed per night. You yeah. ain't even had to finish that one. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. See, the thing that Mo and I were talking about last week is haunted houses don't scare us because we know they can't touch you. These but in a place those. like this, you're given a green light. I'm yeah. not doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, thank you. All right, you're either doing this one or the heretic house in Los Angeles. It's adult only and guests can be expected to be smothered in fake blood by the time you leave. Consisting of triggering themes, this experience is difficult to endure. Simulated torture, claustrophobia, brutal aggression, and more are to be expected at the Heretic House. This year-round horror experience ensures participants will walk out drenched in fake blood. Heretic House offers a wide selection of narratives, including a panic-filled sleep paralysis experience and the infiltration of a violent cult. Yeah, this has kink written all over it. This has nothing to do with Halloween. This thing's open all year long. This one's open all year okay. long. All right, so are you doing the victim experience or the heretic house? Both are tough, but but give me the second one. Yep. Yeah, yep. victim second experience. One. Mm-mm. Second. All, right. all right, the next two that you have to choose between. All right, I think it's pronounced miasma in Chicago. It's an immersive horror experience that will test your limits. Not only are the attractions restricted for those 18 years and older, but you may only enter alone. That's right. You won't have anyone to cling to throughout the show. Wow. With narrative-led immersive experiences, participants are warned of physical intensity, violence, and emotional distress. You must register and wait for an invitation. All guests are asked to refrain from sharing details of the experience as well. The location isn't even revealed to guests until 24 hours prior. Okay. That's intense. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So you're either going to do that one in Chicago or you're heading to Lawrence County, Tennessee for the McCamey Manor. Credited as one of the first extreme haunted houses, McCamey Manor raises the pressure. Located in a menacing manner, this experience uses survival narratives to keep your adrenaline pumping. Consisting of gruesome obstacles, those who can complete them all are entitled to $20,000, yet no one has ever been able to do so. Wow. Be warned. The 40-page waiver process will take two hours to complete. All those wishing to enter must also provide a doctor's letter confirming they're physically and mentally prepared for 10 hours of grueling terror. 
I'm doing the first one. Uh, the second one, no one, I, I am not reading two hours of, um, what paperwork? was it? Yeah, paperwork. So somewhere in there it's going to say, like, we could cut your finger off or an arm off, and I just signed, my, I signed all that away. Both very good. Again, I don't want to do either one, but because I'm competitive and at least I feel like I can make me a little 20000 yeah. in the second one, I'm going for it. You are? I'm going for the money. I'm going number two. I'll do anything for a check. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not guaranteed. I'm telling you. All right. The next two you have to choose between. And these are all rear, real haunted houses throughout the country, right? The next is the Tensions Experience in L.A. Created by the same creative minds that directed four of the Saw movies. Oh. Darren Lynn Bousman unleashes the tension experience. Taking place in an abandoned warehouse, the experience consists of alleged cult members and having you become the protagonist of a two-hour horror film. Damn. With creative storytelling and emotional elements, this experience surpasses the traditional haunted house strategy. Be warned, past participants have compared the horror experience to David Fincher's mind-bending film, The Game. Hmm. So you're either doing that one or you're headed to Champaign, Illinois for the fear experiment, promising to liberate you from your fear. The Fear Experiment is an immersive, extreme haunted house with countless testimonies detailing how it changed their lives. The experience requires you be older than 18, sign a waiver, and know you will endure physical contact, comfort, aggression, and nudity. Be warned that this horror experience consists of the following. Claustrophobia, clothing removal, crawling, dizziness, foul odors, suffocation, insects, and more. I heard nudity. Yep. <laughs> you are the one that's getting nude. Oh. They're taking your clothes off. Ew. Oh, that changes oh, things. Oh, man. <laughs> You're not going to yeah. think that. Was, that, was, that was all I heard. I, I signed up. <laughs> right. Uh, I, just, I don't want nothing to do with the guys who make saw. Yeah. I always thought you got yeah. to be sick to come up with them saw ideas. Give me the second one. Okay. okay. Yeah, don't make me go to Illinois. I'm choosing the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.